Hey everybody, it's Greg with the Art of Relationships and of course, the Art of Relationships show. So, gonna be talking about problems. Why do they seem like they keep coming up over and over and again like a dog chasing its tail and they rinse and repeat, okay? So I'm gonna talk about ways to get rid of them or hopefully they can help you right after this. So talking about, you know, what is gonna help problems go bye-bye. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the Art of Relationship show. Hey, everybody, and we're back. The Art of Relationship show. Talking about problems in what are reasons why they don't go away? And they keep rinsing and repeating like a dog chasing its tail, I tell a lot of clients in my office, okay? And it's not easy, you know, especially you're looking at, you know, I deal with couples, literally. They have the same problem dealing with five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years or more. And I want to help you heal those and look at what is going on. Okay, now, you know, is it how the problem is addressed? Or is it, you know, a combination of how it's addressed or one person feels like it's a problem, the other person doesn't. Number one is when that happens, you know what, what are you doing to understand what causes a problem for your partner or for yourself? I'm all about one person, both people listening to one another. And it's very difficult, right? If you are talking over each other, right? Let's face it, right? I get my office on a daily basis and I have couples trying to talk over each other. Well, we need to stop one at a time, right? And both people want to be heard so much that they're not listening to the other person. Simple, right? It seems like a right and wrong, seems like an easy way to go about it, but it's not. When both people want to be heard, No one is listening when both people are talking at the same time, right? So number one, you need to be able to go after looking at, you know, what the heck is happening, what is going on, and what are you doing to handle those situations and those problems, okay? I want to know, number one, what is the problem and how is it affecting you? Too many people will criticize and bash and put the other person down for how they feel. You've heard me on numerous episodes before. Go after, (coughs) excuse me, how that person feels and what causes a problem to that person. Sounds easy. It's not always easy, right? So stop criticizing your partner for the way they feel or what might be a problem to them, okay? It could be problems with parenting, financial aspects, how you handle those aspects, sexual challenges, right? What about, you know, values and moral clashes? They all happen. Well, you shouldn't feel that way, right? Well, why do you think that's a problem? That's not a problem for me, right? Everything's fine for me. Sucks to be you. But do you understand? Get rid of the criticism and go after what causes that to be an issue for your partner. Again, not a right or wrong, but go after what is an issue. Stop the criticism. Stop the put downs why you've, you know, why your partner has an issue, a problem. Go after understanding the problem and what causes it and what can be done to help that situation, okay? When there's a problem, another aspect that comes up, right, is emotional distance. You feel like your partner doesn't want to deal with your problem, right? 
I don't want to deal with it. You know what? I don't want to be nagged. I don't want to be ripped upon. Like I said earlier, I don't want to be criticized. So what do you do? You create emotional distance, right? And that emotional distance, right? We're going to have emotional distance for a day, two days, a week, four weeks, a month. You get where I'm going with this, right? So that emotional distance automatically, that problem goes poof, bye-bye. It disappears, right? No, it doesn't. That is why it keeps coming back over and over and over again, especially the same problem never gets healed. We need to heal those so they don't come back and bite us in the booty a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now. I want them to be healed, right? One person cheats, right? And one person just says, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get over it. It doesn't work that way, right? Another aspect about, you know, a problem is what did I do to create that problem? Do you own what you do in your role in creating a certain problem? Is it a level of, okay, your partner does not feel loved, does not feel respected, does not feel desired, does not feel like they are appreciated, like they're important or valued. These are usually the problem areas I hit on or run into often. And you look at, okay, that's a problem. You feel disrespected the way you talk to me, the way the words you use, the voice tone. You're maybe calling me names and they're not beautiful, sexy, hot, studly. <laughs> they're not, you know, the positive name calls, okay? So you isolate what that problem is and then you go after it. You know, what are you doing to stop it? Now, if you don't respect your partner, are you going to stop it? Chances are not. So it's going to continue to be a problem because you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, right? Rinse and repeat. We need to get rid of that. And what are you doing to show your partner that you actually care that it is a problem for them? Now, if we have an instance that, okay, one person wants sex once every five months, six months, and the other person wants sex every, say, four to five days, right? They want sex four, five, six days a week. There we go. And the other one wants it once every three, four, five, six months. Um, a lot of people looking at me, Greg, that doesn't happen. The hell it doesn't. It happens often, okay? So looking at those, that's a problem in a relationship, right? It's a problem because the one person that has maybe a lower sexual desire, again, not an issue. Um, it's not a right or wrong, people. And that's where people try to bash each other and criticize each other for what they believe and what they feel. Now, you know what? You're, you should be more horny, right? You should want sex more. I can't believe it. And the other one with lower sex des desire will bash the other one. Oh, that's all you think about is sex. You're all, always horny all the time. There's something wrong with you. You're a sex addict, right? How many people have heard that? And that's a whole nother show altogether about getting rid of the shaming and guilt about sex addiction. But so you bash and you have a problem. How do you heal that? Some problems cannot be healed. Now you have to choose, do you live that way or do you part ways? And I'm all about healing broken hearts and traumas and problems within relationships. That's what I do. Not every problem can be solved, right? And it looks at how you want to live and what is important for you and what is important for your partner. And it's sad. It when one person feels like they have to sell themselves out, it's going to create more problems and more resentment, right? And that might be a reason why it keeps rinsing and repeating because the other person feels like they're selling themselves out. They're living the life they don't want to. Again, nothing is perfect. 
people, not at all. But when it's over and done, you know, are you actually, are you happy? Are you good enough in a relationship? So some problems, they keep rinsing and repeating because it's a difference of values, a difference of ideation, how you want to live your life. And now decisions have to be made, okay? So are those the reasons why they keep repeating themselves? Are you actually hearing your partner and what the problem is? Are you also paying attention and showing your partner that it's important to you that, okay, it's a problem. What can we do to solve that? Get rid of blaming, right? It's your fault, your fault. What can you do to be a team approach? Say if somebody has um, early ejaculation, has an issue, right? And the wife or partner keeps bashing that person, right? Oh my God, you're childish, you're immature, you keep, you know, coming too soon type of thing. Or do you bash them and make that problem more intense? you put more pressure on your partner or can you take a team approach with the problem? What are you doing to say, you know what? You're not a problem or you know what? That problem is the problem. You get me that you don't bash each other. You don't blame each other that you're able to look at the situation. What do we do to handle it? You get me? What do we do to take a team approach and to be able to handle those situations? Okay. Now, our problems repeating themselves because the genuine remorse is not there. That it's still a partner, be it's still a problem, and it keeps coming up. This happens often, especially with when somebody cheated. There's a fair um, lying, uh, disrespect, and it keeps happening over and over again. Uh, one person says, "Oh, I'm going to do this." And they never do. Oh, I'm going to take care of this. And they don't do it. So again, is it a behavior that keeps repeating itself and you expect your partner to just get over it and deal with it? Doesn't work that way. So is there genuine remorse and guilt to look at what have you done to cause that problem to maybe own your role in your part in creating that problem? And again, it's not that right or wrong. It's looking at, you know what, I'm sorry. I want to make sure I don't do this again. And then it won't be repeated. You get me? So it won't be an issue anymore. So what are you doing to use your words and your actions to be able to show that remorse and to show your partner, I get it's a problem with you. Now, what do we do with it to try to solve it? You know what? And sometimes it is. One person might lie often. One person's cheated once, twice. One person is, you know, doesn't respect their partner and keeps going out and coming in four or five in the morning and the partner doesn't like it, feels they're cheating, disrespectful. They might not be cheating, but what do you do to own that it's a problem for your partner? And again, if it is a way or a lifestyle that you want to live that totally contradicts with your partners, that's going to be a very difficult problem to solve. And it's always going to, you know, always going to come back. It's always going to be an issue. It's always going to be in your face. It's just a matter of time, right? Well, we argue about the same thing over and over again because nothing's changed, nothing's healed, or maybe you realize you don't want to live that way. So what do we do to handle it? And now do we separate so it doesn't keep turning into an argument and you want me to live a life that I don't want to live or I want you to live a life that's not you. You get me? And you keep trying to force feed people you know, to own and not be a problem anymore. That's very difficult. And that's where that, you know, emotional distance or the blaming or you try to bash the other person. You try to say, oh, you need to be this way. You need to act this way, right? 
It's your job to make me happy. Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. You get me? And these create more problems and more issues and more challenges for relationships. And this is where these issues keep coming up because they'll never get healed because you have a different ideation of how you want to live your life. You know, parenting challenges or parenting problems. One person is very passive and the other one is very authoritative, meaning they're very strict in parenting. Is there a way that you can compromise? I would love so. Hey, Treva. Hey, Lisa. I appreciate everybody uh, joining and tuning in. <coughs> you know, with one person is, oh, let the kids do whatever they want. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> and the other one is very rigid and they spilt some, you're grounded for a month. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, two different extremes. And, you know, that's where can you get to help and realize what is healthy for a child at a given age developmental level, right? And, you know, what would work good for the parenting? And it doesn't mean you have to, you know, be so rigid in your thinking. And the other one that's more passive is going to run into problems, right, down the road. So neither one of them are wrong in their thinking. It's not healthy to be too rigid in parenting. And it's definitely not good to be or healthy to be very passive in parenting, right? So let's, you know... Neither one of them are healthy. So now what do we do? Are we able to work and become better? Are you able to own what you can do to be a better partner? And what can you do to stop causing problems in your relationship, right? And again, if it is the essence of who you are and you don't want to change that, um, it's going to be difficult, right? One, maybe you both agree that you don't want kids at all, talking about parenting, and all of a sudden you're together, you get married, then the other one, you know, you're together five years, six years, three years, whatever, and then the other one changes their mind and wants a kid, right? And the other one is adamant, they do not want kids. Neither one of them are wrong, right? And they're going to bass each other. Why don't, well, why'd you change your mind, right? Well, why can't you change your mind, right? I thought maybe I changed my mind and this is important to me that I want a kid now. Now you have a situation, there's no compromise, right? There is no compromising. One wants a kid, the other one wants a kid. It's either one is going to sell themselves out to either not have a kid or to have a kid and they really don't want to. You get me? That doesn't mean they won't love their kid, whatever, but I'm going to go with the odds. Now, what do you do with that situation? Like I said at the beginning, some problems cannot be solved, and it might be healthier and better off if the couple sort of splits, divorces, or, you know, live a life that's more fulfilling for them. And it's not easy. A lot of people, you know, oh, you should marry until death do you part. I would love that if both people are happy and fulfilled. But you know what? Let's face it. A problem might be one partner is getting habitually cheated on, getting habitually abused verbally, physically abused, and you're supposed to stay, you know, till death do you part. I'll never promote toxicity in a relationship or a marriage. Never. I'm all about being, trying to work on issues, right? And trying to fix and solve and relate to certain issues and try to get couples to heal broken heart and traumas. Absolutely. But if they don't change, then you have a decision to make. Is this unhealthy for me to live this way? And what do I do to try to get the help to part ways? Okay. So, you know, again, looking at when there is a problem, when there is an issue, you know what, what are you doing to address 
that, you know what, I understand it's a problem for you. What can we do about it? Instead of blaming that partner, right? Well, it's your fault you feel that way. Or, oh my God, just suck it up. That type of situation. When you show you don't care about a given challenge or problem that your partner is facing or enduring in a relationship, that's going to create even more emotional distance, resentment, and it's going to be in your face even more and more because your partner is going to feel, rightfully so, that you don't care about him. You don't care about her and what's going on with that. That's about that emotional connection I talk about, that it's not there, that there's compassion, understanding, and empathy, right? So look at, are you being that way? Are you trying to address that it is a problem? And now what can we do to resolve that issue? Our child might have, you know, might be, have autism on the autistic spectrum, right? And one person wants to get help, the other one doesn't. And what do you do? Are you able to look at what is it, what I think is best or what you think are is best? Or what do we do to research it and what's best for that child in that given situation? A lot of people have egos and prides that create more issues and more problems in relationships and that's why they can't solve or heal those issues. And I'm not about that. I'm all about looking at those elements. What are we doing as a team to balance this? What is causing a problem to keep rinsing and repeating? One person might have anger issues or very explosive aspects where they cannot deal with problems, right? They can't talk openly and honestly. One person gets defensive all the time. Now, what are you doing? right? Is that a relationship issue or is it a individual issue? You know, do you happen to explode? Do you happen to, you know, blow up and be very, you know, explosive when you hear something you don't want to hear? Is it just within the relationship or are you that way around friends, family, the workplace? You get me? So I look at is a problem, you know, but that doesn't mean your partner can't help you with that. Okay, can you, you know, just breathe a little bit. I want to talk to you. I don't want to argue. You get me? Are you working as a team to heal that issue if one person is explosive or is that other other individual that is explosive and very emotional, are they able to get that help, maybe individual counseling to help with that situation? That doesn't mean they're part, oh, that's your problem. You need to deal with it. I'm all about both partners trying to work together and be empathic be understanding to a point you get me so i want people to make problems smaller not create more explosive bigger issues because you can't hear them number one are you hearing are you listening to one another and what their issue or challenge or problem is in the relationship okay are you creating emotional closeness by making them feel that you actually care genuine you know, that you actually generally care about what's going on with their challenge or with their problem, okay? Now, are you stopping the blaming, the criticizing when there is an issue? That needs to stop, okay? And are your words and your actions being congruent that you care and you want to work as a team in the problem? These are issues that you need to be able to look at and wondering why problems keep rinsing and repeating. They never heal. What are your actions taking? Are you able to look in the mirror and look at, you know what, what am I doing to cause this problem to not heal? Great question, right? 
or are you one, again, that's always blaming. If they didn't do that, if he didn't do this, if she didn't do that, if she didn't, and it's like, okay, then what are you doing to be more open to heal that problem, okay? What, what are your suggestions? What can we do as a team to heal it instead of the bashing and explosion? You get me? So these are definite tips that I want you to take to be able to heal problems in your relationships so they stop repeating themselves. Again, there are problems that can never be healed. And I gave some examples of those, okay? Now you have decisions making and the problems turn into, I don't want to break someone's heart. You know what? I don't want to feel like a failure if the relationship ends or marriage ends. And you know what? I gave a vow. I respect that. But now are you living in misery and are you going to live as a martyr and be miserable? And if you're miserable, chances are you are going to make your partner miserable and you're going to make your kids miserable as well. And one problem I always talk about is, you know, well, we're staying together for the kids, even though we have this big problem, it never heals. My question is, would you want your kids when they're older to have a relationship that's just like or very similar to a relationship that you are living. Now, number one, what can you do to change it so the problems don't keep repeating? Or do you look at that it's just an unhealthy and toxic situation for either you or your children to live in, okay? So I definitely, definitely appreciate it. Um, You can check out my website, as always, theartofrelationships.org. Uh, check me out on YouTube, check me out, you know, my, uh, business page, uh, Detroit's love guru on Facebook. Uh, please follow me, any insights, show topics, as always hit me up, private message me even underneath this, you know, (laughs) even underneath the show or tags, give me some ideas. Okay. I'm here to help you. That's my passion. Trying to help people have the relationship that they crave and they've always desired not only with another partner, but within yourself that you have self-love and self-respect, okay? Everybody, take care. Peace and love to everybody out there.